Hello, Hopers, and welcome to another Thursday Hope Daily. I'm Pastor Ryan, and we are going through the book Live in Grace, Walk in Love, a 365-day journey by Bob Goff. I am going to go to entry number 47 this week, which is titled Love Does Great Things Without Expecting Great Attention. Bright Lights Don't Need Spotlights. And the Bible verse that he uses for this week's devotional is Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, which reads, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. I think this one's pretty straightforward, right? When we are loving people the way that we're supposed to, that means also that we are not doing it for any kind of brownie points in society. We're not doing it to look good in front of other people or to look better than other people. We're not doing it so that people think so highly of us. Um, It's pretty straightforward. What's interesting about it is that it's so difficult. It's interesting to me because it's it's the same thing is true of every good thing that we do, right? That's what that Bible verse is about. Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 is not specifically about love. It's about righteousness in general. So every good thing that we do, every good thing that we do, um, that we're trying to follow God or trying to follow Christ, there is a temptation. As soon as you start to do the, the right thing as a human being who has a sinful nature and has been kind of steeped in sin for most of your life and you kind of always struggle with sin no matter how much closer to God you get until you become perfect and when the day of glory comes, when the day of Christ comes. Um, because of our sin, even when we decide that we're trying to do the righteous things, even when we decide that we want to do those righteous things, it then becomes a problem of motivation because so often... Once we decide, you know what, I want to be a better person, we our sin switches gears, right? The temptation doesn't go away. It just metamorphosizes into something different where suddenly the temptation is not to lie and steal, but it is to love people in front of everyone so that they know how loving we are. It is to serve the poor and take lots of pictures so we can post on Instagram and get a bunch of likes. It is to go on missions trips and help a village that doesn't have water build a well, but make sure that everybody knows back home that you're the one who went and they didn't go, and so you're better than them, right? That is a very common, a very commonly held negative perception of Christians that non-Christians have, right? A lot of non-Christians think that if we're not being judgmental directly, if we're not being hypocritical directly, then we're on our high horse and we're acting holier than thou, better than you. Um, I am so close to God and you are so far beneath me. We're up on our high horse, right? And I think that is an unfair perception plenty of the time, but I also think that everyone knows at least one person who is like that, who always practices their righteousness out in front of everyone so that everybody will see. And I think that that becomes a fair perception then in those cases where we find ourselves falling into that trap of stealing God's glory for ourselves, um, that we do a real disservice to the image of God and to the representation of God that we're supposed to be as ambassadors of Christ. And I do think this is about motivation. I don't think that What this Bible verse is saying is that we can't do good things in front of people. 
right? I don't think it's saying that we can't do good things in front of people because Jesus did good things in front of crowds of hundreds and thousands sometimes. So clearly, it's not wrong in and of itself to be seen. I think the, the motivation is the issue. It's, it's about, are you doing it to be seen? It's not, are you doing it and being seen? It's, are you doing it so that you are seen? And I think that we need to police that in ourselves because it's a dangerous trap to fall into because you can then start, if you get fall, if you fall into this trap, you can find yourself doing all the right things and thinking, I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing such a good job. I'm getting closer to God. I'm following him. I'm bearing good fruit. But everything you do is corrupted by this selfish vanity by this glory seeking for your own for your own righteousness rather than the righteousness of God and this becomes a very childish look at me look at what I can do look at how great I am um, very childish sin right and I Bob Goff compares it to seeing the glory of God in meteor showers on a perfectly pitch black velvety black night night sky but having that image, that glorious firework show of meteors shooting through the sky, streaking through shooting stars, um, ruined by people turning on their spotlights on their trucks or having buildings around that pollute the sky with their light. The beauty is there, the goodness is there, and the act is no less real than if the lights weren't on. But the lights dim the glory that is of the heavens, right? Our selfishness and our glory seeking, it dims the impact of God's glory, God's receiving glory from that righteous act. When we do something righteous, when we do something in love the way God tells us to, but our motivation is corrupted and we're looking for our own glory, then we're not shining the light that God tells us to shine in the world. Rather, we're shining a light that takes that distracts from the light that God tells us to shine in the world. So the act that we're doing could have this awesome shining quality that God tells us to be a light in the world. But because of our motivations corrupting it, there's a good chance that what we're doing is actually distracting from God's glory. Because, And I think that if you think about the people that you know, when people are doing things per- just for themselves... It's pretty obvious, at least maybe not to everybody, but I think that a lot of us have could probably picture somebody who we've known in our life that we could say, yeah, that person was always just in it for the spotlight, right? It's not people who are, in, when we are doing that kind of thing, we're not as sneaky as we think we are, right? We're not as good at it and we're not as convincing as we think we are. Lots of the time people can tell when your motivations are corrupt, when you're in it for yourself. And that is a terrible testimony. That is a terrible image to give of God and his people. So when we love others, we need to make sure that we are loving them sincerely authentically and without ulterior motives of getting credits or brownie points for loving someone, especially for loving somebody who maybe other people have a harder time loving, right? We talk about making sure to welcome in with loving open arms people who are often rejected by the church. It's not useful to do that with this kind of very superficial, look at me, I'm willing to love everyone. Kind of uh, approach. We have to have just genuine care for the person who we're loving, not 
for ourselves and the credit that we can get. And so that's my prayer for you this week and for myself, that we will love authentically and selflessly, not with any thoughts of the credit we can get for being good people, of the, the good feelings that we can get from that person who we're, who we're loving, appreciating our love, but rather loving them sincerely for the simple fact that we're supposed to. And I pray that and I thank you for listening.